What's going on, everybody? Hashtag Comedy Podcast, episode 70. 70, 70, 70. Actually, it's pretty crazy when you said it, and in my mind, I said, fuck, it is 70, because we had our very sexual 69 episode last time. Well. And uh, it's super exciting every time I hit these big big numbers. The milestones, it gets a little crazier and crazier 70. each time. And uh, I get excited. I thought I, we'd get to like seven, and then I'd be like, eh, I'm all set. Well, like, well remember, people don't realize that you had that. You had like a weird kind of podcast set up with a couple of buddies you, you had before. Yeah. None of them, which were as funny as no, cool we were, as No, we were going through uh, <laughs> Skype. So all of us were Skyping in and one of us was recording it. The sound quality was like when someone plays like a song through their car radio onto their phone to you. And you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like uh, NASA has clear fucking transmissions. It was, it was like when you, used to, when you used to have a, a ringtone, your ringtone was because you put your phone against the speaker. Yeah. When people would call you up or you leave a voicemail and you click that shit down. Like, Hey, you what's know what's up? funny is, uh, now, like for some reason, the group stayed up on Facebook and it gets like a new, like visit and like, like once a day. And I'm like, maybe we should just quit. And then we'd get popular because <laughs> somebody's fucking pay attention to this podcast has been dead for four years. So we have um, we have a guest on this week. Uh, we're going to introduce him. But before we do that, just give people that, that song real quick, because before we forget that, shit, I always do that. I play the fucking song. I get amped. Like, You're going to love this jam. And then uh, I forgot to say what it is. So that's Game Over by Matt McAndrew. I don't like how he looks. I'll be honest with you. Let me see. Let me see a little pic. I don't like how he looks, but the song's pretty catchy. He he's got like a weird like he he could be sixty five or could be like sixteen. He looks like the hardest and softest dude I've ever seen in <laughs> yeah. my entire life. He looks like if you took Justin Bieber and Adam Lambert, like and just he's he, into yeah. one. he's gonna kick your ass and then breastfeed you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> definitely still lives at home. He de- oh, he definitely lives at home. He asks his he he asks his mom for money every time. Yeah, hundred percent. And his mom like. Bleaches his shirts and stuff for him. <laughs> so, so I, all right. Uh, question. Oh, let's introduce Darren first. <laughs> yeah. Darren Rivera, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Darren Rivera Darren, here. Uh, the podcast. Good, uh, good, PJ good question. Out. How are we doing today? We uh, we're games doing great now that you came on. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. So PJ reached out to Darren. Actually, it's funny. And I was leaving to go to the package store. We were supposed to do this like, I don't know, 6.30. Darren came up a little early. You were coming from Hartford? Yeah, Hartford area. So he came up a little early. He was going to get some work done. So I'm leaving to go to the Packy. I see this guy walking by me, and I'm like, eh. He looks like, lost. Eh, might be Darren. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you get, we gave each other a look. Like yeah. you, you know, like a Larry David, like, eh. Yeah. I was hoping you were somebody I needed to see. Yeah. And I, and I, go, <laughs> and I go, Darren? He goes, yep. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I go, hey. Then, so I guess that was kind of rude of me because I go, Darren, come inside. He's like, I can sit in the car. I'm like, don't sit in the fucking car. You can come right, inside. right, yeah. This is my and favorite. then I'm like, also, bye, though. I really am going to the package. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I sit with my brother and this stranger, Tony, you've never met for 10 minutes. Tony messages me. He goes, Darren's here. And, but Taylor left. And I'm like, Oh, it, it could have been awkward. It could have been really awkward. I mean, like, Luckily, you wouldn't do that if it was if I was a chick. Like, if I was a chick and you just met me and left me here with your brother and friend. Yeah, that is probably also, not a second day. But that's <laughs> something they would have done. That's in his qual. That's like that's in his wheelhouse, right? In his wheelhouse. That I think is. that's probably gotten me late. I'm like, just stay here for ten minutes. I'll he be just right loves back. Loves putting strangers with his brother and his friend. <laughs> 
This is my that. brother, my friend. They're like, why is it all? Why are your brother and your friend always here? I'm like, just stay yeah. with them for ten minutes. Like, if you make it past gonna... them, then you get to be on the podcast. Well, basically, <laughs> what happens is that if the girl, first you came back. You didn't even go to the baggage store. You just like waited outside for like the approval <laughs> that your brother and friend liked me. So you'd be like, all right, yeah, you can go to the basement now. <laughs> what if I, I just open the door? It's gotten worse. Like, I, first I've met two strangers. Now I'm in a basement. Like, this is not going to be good. A That's ba- fucking That's, bloody. Well, I mean, now you know how we do things. This is right. Really, how we yeah. operate. Yeah. This is just. It's our unique way. I just walk in the door. I stare at Darren. I go, finish him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've messaged so many people my location just in case I don't make it back. That's, that's funny. Like you said you're like that. the fourth person who's done that. That's, yeah. All right. That's what you say. Once you see how professional the studio is, <laughs> and by that I mean you showed it, up with the studio in a suitcase. I mean that's yeah. how nervous I really was. Yeah. Like, I mean it's it's the it's, it's the portable. redneck trailer park version of an actual right. Podcast so studio. from my angle, it was like, all right, here's two strangers. I have I don't even know you guys. Yeah, true. you hit me up on Facebook, which is very like casting couch type thing. Well, that's what we try to give the vibe. And then when you walked in, you just had a suitcase, and you were like, "Hey, let's go downstairs." And I was like, "I don't think we're doing." And what was downstairs, Darren? Right, just a casting couch. couch. Yeah, two couches. <laughs> two well, casting couches. And then we we put it together with the really cool part is people actually go, "This is actually a pretty cool setup." Right, like, it goes from like very weird to yeah. like ah, it's actually not so bad yeah. because a lot of podcasts that we've seen that people are just doing are kind of like thrown together in a way like uh you know mike mike couch and like a like a weird living room we got laundry going on in the background yeah. and and really we actually when it's all set up and people come down here you pretty much exactly described this podcast no at least we're in the basement. couch though. couch microphone table no we're in a studio we're, we're in a studio this yeah. is a studio this is technically Honestly, a it's a sweet it's a sweet setup though because like we all got space we're not we're not fucking huddled together like penguins and and we all have our own <laughs> mic it's very comfortable the thing is, I would like to get like a nicer, like one solid table. Well, this table so we, we got right the, here, the I put it on Facebook. I was like, I need a table. And my buddy was like, you can have this one. I picked it up and I was like, I kind of hate it, but table. who gives a fuck, right? Yeah. Just got to just gotta make it happen. But as things are going on and as we keep growing, like I watch a lot of the big guys, you know, have these, you know, Chrysler, uh, Segura, Rogan, their podcast and the mics they have. I looked them up. They're like four hundred dollars. Yeah. And these were the, a, a couple of these were like a hundred dollars a piece. And I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool, though. You like, will eventually. I mean, it's- I know. But damn, I also want a MacBook. But that shit's so expensive. My daughter wanted one of those. I said, fuck off. I don't have one. Why should you get one? Right, right. And right. I bought her one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but now you gotta borrow it. I mean, I gotta borrow it all the time. <laughs> they do got better phones. Than me. She's gonna go, Dad. Why do these viruses of porn keep popping up on my MacBook? <laughs> it's only a month old. I'm not even using it for the podcast. <laughs> I like PJ. You did buy. You did buy your daughter a MacBook, and why aren't we using it? You're like, lay off me. I'm starving. <laughs> so, Darren, um, basically, my my go to it's either me or Taylor when we find somebody to have on a podcast is. Who, f- who do we see on our timeline all the time between all the comedians we're friends with now, right? Right. Having all these new guests and all these people. And I saw your name keep popping up. And I'm, then I saw that you had a show literally three streets over from from my, my house. But having the Super Bowl the, the next day, I, I couldn't. I couldn't break routine. Even no, we'll my, get into even that. Even though my team lost. But um, so so I was like, listen, I'm going to give it a shot. We, we yeah. still get surprised when people respond to us and still are like, basically what you said, like, yeah, I'll come on, two strangers, and come into a basement. Right. We think that's going to make people not want to come on, but I realize comedians have been through some shit. Yeah, and this is probably so, one of your least You just assume that like the worst case scenario is I'm going to get material. <laughs> that's, as long as I don't die, like I'm going to get material. Like That's, that's the um, 
that's the worst case scenario. I mean, so the yeah. some of the some of the places I'm sure you've been in, like there's got to be like some of the nicer places and then some of the sketchiest. Oh, like yeah. like when I've heard a couple of people mention they've done like shows for people at home, like yeah. basically rich people's home. Yeah, that hire them to come and do shows. That's insane. I yeah, I've done. I my buddy hired me to do his wife's fortieth, uh, and I showed up, and it was in like this beautiful house in South Windsor, Connecticut. And I went with my buddy, um, who's he's black, and the reason I'm saying that is because everybody there was like pretentious, like wealthy white people. Mm. And we walk in, and my buddy who hired me wasn't there, so he's just like, just walk in. You know, and so it's like I'm Puerto Rican, he's black, and we're just walking into this house. It's just women in the kitchen, and they're like, "Oh, all the guys are in the back." They don't, they don't even know us. They're all Karens too, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So and then you're we, thinking. then we were walking in the back, and there's just like <laughs> six dudes around a like a fire pit, smoking cigars. Like, honey, grab the gun. And, and like, and I, t- I just turned to my buddy. And I'm like, this is where it goes back. This is where it ends. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, I, I, they're not gonna know I'm Puerto Rican, but they, they know you're black. Like, you know <laughs> I mean? like, I was like, so I don't know where this, I, I don't know where this is gonna go. But yet, my buddy, you know, what I mean, he's a bartender. He's, he grew up like he went to Yukon. He grew up with like in Norwich. So it's like he just makes friends. But I leave him. I'm a horrible friend. Like, I just leave him out there <laughs> in this, like, clan meeting. And I go back in the kitchen. And then I end up performing literally for, like, 14 people in their living room. Like, for an hour. That's like, crazy. Yeah, my buddy's in the kitchen. And he's just like, I was more uncomfortable just watching you perform in this person's kitchen. And it's like, yeah, I mean, as a comic, you'll go, you'll go anywhere. You know, I mean, nowadays it's like there's venues to have. But, like, when I started... It wasn't like that. The only comedy club in the area was City Steam. When and did you start there? I've been doing it for ni- uh, August will be nineteen years. Holy wow. shit! Yeah. Holy yeah! So that's um, impressive. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it's um it's been a journey, you know. Um, but like I was saying, City Steam was the only comedy club in the area. Yeah, and you you couldn't get in there. It wasn't the type of comedy club that did showcases or open mics. It was you know they booked it. They were professionals. All the headliners and features were about to pop in, like, being celebrities and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I went there. I was like, hey, I want to become a comedian. And they were like, have you ever bus tables before? And then I became, like, a busser and then a server. And then I met comics there that seemed approachable. And then I took a comedy class in New York, which was a shit show. You know, driving down to the city with a shitty car every week to become funny. Duh. Did it help? No. You were naturally funny. No, That's no, it was a scam. It. You know what I mean? Those are scams in a way. Yeah. It helped in the sense where it finally motivated me to do it. Yeah. And I paid money to drive down to the city every week. So it was like there was that finally. Yeah. But as far as being funny, like, I wouldn't, it's, no, you, you learn that being on stage. You know? It, it was, well, and naturally, like, I, I've talked to you since you got here. You yeah. made me laugh, like, five fucking times. <laughs> I, I compare, like... I compare like comedy classes in my mind to like leadership seminars. Like there's a dude yeah. I work with who's like, I've been going to leadership seminars. I'm like, I wouldn't follow you into a crash Brinks truck. Dude. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, I lit, if there, if you were like, I have a thousand dollars in here, I still wouldn't follow you. That's how much of not a leader you are. Right. Yeah. And like, no matter how many classes you ever take. Dude. Yeah. Well, that was the thing too. Is like, I went to a class and it was like, I didn't know what to expect. 
So when I showed up, I thought they were going to teach me to be funny. So. No, I don't care. No, I'm good. Um, I, you know, I really thought they were going to teach me how to deliver jokes, how to write jokes, and just how to be funny. Yeah. Um, I think in the beginning of my career, I was looking for that, the easy way out. You know, I was looking that's, for – That's a great point. It seems like, ha, I got it. Like I found it. I'm yeah. going to pay and then – Yeah, you just want someone to tell you, all right, how do I get to where you're at? You know, so I showed up and there was like this dude, his credit was like he was a writer for SNL, which he could have written one joke that went on SNL and he has that credit. I like, didn't realize that so many people on SNL's jokes yeah. got cut all the time. Yeah, like, and you know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> we get there and there's like 15 of us in his class. Everybody's got notebooks and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in the advanced class. I'm not prepared. So I say that. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I, I'm in the right class. And he's like, oh, we'll just talk about it when you go on stage. I'm like, go on stage. I was like, this is what I came here to learn. But that's what the class was. Basically, the class was everybody went on stage and practiced. In front of each other. In front of each other, what they thought, like, you know, like to develop their five-minute set. And that's what you strive for, was to have a solid five minutes where it was consistent, it was flawless, which sounds easy, which sounds, oh, it's only five minutes. But it's hard. It's hard to oh, have hell yeah. a solid five minutes. So, like, I'm sitting there. And I just went up there and talked about my ride down, you know, and I, and it was funny. And um, I thought I was doing really well. And then the last class graduation, they just throw you in um, a show on a Friday night, like an eight o'clock show with other professional comics in the mix. So you, it's also you. So everyone there, all 14 people bring as many people as they want. It's like mm-hmm. a bringer show. Plus, it's a Friday night in the city. And then you have some heavy hitters in the mix of your lineup. And that was like a culture shock because I was like, this wasn't the class. You know what I mean? Like, this is, not the, this is not, the not, the yeah, this not the 14 people. And I fucking ate it. I ate a dick on stage. Like, you but know what I mean? Like, I, I think all my jokes. After talking to so, uh, like so many people who've had their own, and that's, everybody's got their own story. Right. But everybody has ate a dick on stage. Like, oh, you there have is to. no. There's nothing that I've I've learned from the one thing I tell you I learned from this, you are you are going to fail at some point and you have to either bounce back and you have to learn from it or and keep going. And like the resilience of com- comedians is it's not as glitz and glamour. People think, no. Oh, you're a comedian, like you're tell me a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, yo, you the grind is so serious and so crazy. Yeah. And it goes from doing going to a class in New York to doing a show here or show here a kitchen show like it's so fucking crazy and i I have more respect for comedians and that i think i've i could have ever had for any other profession because you there's no schooling for it right you're a doctor you go to school become a doctor you go to you want to become an engineer you go to school be engineer i'm a hairdresser you go to school and you you learn hair learn how to cut hair and stuff like that as a comedian you cut mine do you need to go to school for that right. no that's <laughs> right, right, right. you just have to have hands to cut your <laughs> right, hair right. honestly you probably but don't even need hands to, to watch like hair. the build or, or the or the projectile of comedians is just on the rise as the thing is as long as everything is going up like it never and I, and then people think up of going uh open open headlining when it's there's no. there's traveling it's crazy because yeah. you can't also write that shit off like it's your gas money that's your food you're eating Yo, i'm out. about to that's hit you up with the dave chappelle wrap it up b button well Yo, i just think b. there's a lot no, of no, res- no, no, he's, yeah, there's he's, a lot of respect that should be going out for uh, a grind more of these grinding jobs especially where it's comedians and they think that you're getting 
a lot of money for these shows. And the truth is, I've like there's not a lot of money. Hash it out, episode seventy. Me and Darren's podcast. We have our guest PJ Hurtado on, <laughs> telling us about comedy. No, it's I'm I'm just, just it's a respect thing. I think there's so much more respect that I've ever had for a profession I didn't know that much about. Where I think there's, I was wrong about every. I had it's all the, these conceptions. Um, it's the ba- I always say it's the uh, bastard of the art world because <laughs> every other true. every other form of art is more accepted. Like if you sing, people enjoy it. You could do covers and be successful, and nobody ever challenges that. If you do art, even if you're just throwing paint on a canvas, there's somebody out there that's like, oh, I see where they were going with that. <laughs> but comedy is people. The moment you say you're funny or a comedian. People challenge it, you know, where the age old joke that a lot of new comics always do is, oh, they say, you know, you're a comic. Tell me a joke because you're being challenged because people, you know, know that they're funny in their family and they know that they're funny with their friends. So they they're like, you're a comedian. You don't look funny. You know, like and it's like, like what? Good thing, right? What other art form is you know you have to continuously prove yourself? Didn't you just have something like that recently, where somebody? I was going to PJ's house. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're and a I gas stopped station. at Pride at a gas station, and actually, it was awkward from the get go. Right. Like I walk in, I'm like, oh, I'll get a pack of Mark Twenty Sevens. I'll get like I think I got a fucking, um, what is that? Bo- body armor. The body armor drinks are like Gatorade. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Water. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So I was all about the body armor, Darren. And I, I was drinking a body armor one day. And I was like, yeah. My girlfriend looks at me. She's like, oh, why are you drinking that? It's like Gatorade. I'm like, this is like all coconut water. This is body armor. This isn't Gatorade. This is I love that you got water. mad about it. That's really good. Yeah. Well, I got mad till she was like, let me see the bottle real quick. And then she was like, this is 10% coconut water, like 90% Gatorade. I was like, fuck body armor. You do yeah. to me. But anyways, I go in to get a it's body like a sheet. armor. It's not even armor. It's yeah. Just it's, a a body, it's a body sheet. Like, it's you just have a coconut flakes on your shoulder. Like, you're just going into war. It's like a LaCroix. Like, they just whisper a little flavor into it. Just a tiny amount. I just love the fact that, like, you were, like, as if coconut water has been known to be such big armor. You're like, yeah. it's all coconut water. Like, well, I think coconuts themselves could protect you if you had <laughs> yeah, a right. suit of them. But so, so I go in. And I look at that girl, I go, oh, how's it going? She goes, I don't want to have small talk tonight. And I go, okay, um, all right, I'll just pay for these items and I guess I'll leave. And she goes, sorry, I just had a really bad day. I'm like, you don't have to explain yourself. I'm not mad. We won't have small talk. Right. So there was one guy ahead of me and he tried to small talk her. I should have seen the signs because she shot him down pretty hard. And while she's cashing me out, I'm talking to this guy behind me because I had... um. I have on my phone a little, well, it's it's faded as fuck now. Actually, I ripped it off, but it was a hash it out comedy sticker. And talking to the dude, just quick, small chat. I had to have it with someone, and she wasn't having it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. He's like, oh, what is it about? I'm like, oh, it's a comedy podcast. He's like, do you, sta- do, you do stand-up? I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it like a year. So then she's like, where do you do stand-up at? I go, I thought we weren't having small talk. <laughs> like, now we're having small talk because you need to make your mind up because we can either do this or we, we can't right. do this. You can't have both. Now right. it's exciting. Now your day's not so bad. We're going to have small talk. Right, right. You want to get in on this threesome? Right. Uh, so I'm talking to the dude, and I'm always trying to get a new listener. And he's like, I'll definitely listen. So I'm like, well, let's get out of here, because she's not having small talk. Right. If I'm saying this, and she's like, ah, no, it's fine. We can talk now. I'm like, you are, that ship sailed. Yeah. We're not. That's gone. You can't get that back. Maybe next time we'll retry. Right. And I'm outside talking to him and some dude is pumping gas. He's like 30 feet away. And I know I'm loud, but like this motherfucker had to be listening. 
Right. Because I'm telling him, like, yeah, I started staying up last year. You know, I, I need to do it more, but I really like it. And he's like, he comes out. He's basically, uh, who's the guy from uh, Christmas Vacation, like Clark Griswold's cousin? There's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie? Eddie. 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 Eddie, yeah. Yeah, and so Eddie gets out of his pickup. He's like, <laughs> you do stand up comedy? Right, and right. Like, yeah. how do you have a southern accent in Ludlow? But he did. <laughs> and. And he had Southern no teeth. Ludlow. He had no teeth in a mullet, so it was the perfect. That fit Ludlow, but not the oh, accent. Fuck, it was awesome, right. Darren. Yeah. So he's like, "Why don't you tell me a joke?" And I'm like, "You want me to just tell you a joke?" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, you do stand up." They want to like, tell you that you're not funny. That's what well, the and, and that's when you were saying that made me think of that. But I told him, "I was like, I can't. Just, I don't just pop up with a joke, like you know." Right, and that's the thing. People don't get it. Like you know, back in the day, that's comics, Don Rickles. I mean, they all that you told jokes. Yeah. You know, yeah, now if you go on stage and tell jokes, you're hacky because right. every joke has been told. So it's like, but people want, that's how simple minded people are. Like, yeah. oh, tell me a joke. Taylor hits him with the epic, the, the, the I hit him with this, Darren. I said, well, it's, it's a hobby and I just have a joke ready. I'm not going to sit here for five minutes to do a show for two people at a gas <laughs> station. I just say no. I just say, come to a show. I did this to him. I said, what do you do for work? He goes, I do flooring. I said, why don't you go in this pride yeah. and fix a tile real quick for me? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, what? I go, go fix a tile and I'll tell you a joke. Yeah. And yeah. then he was like, hey, have a good night, brother. And I'm like, hey, you too. And watch out for the bitch inside. She's not having small talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch out. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, it's, people want to. It is so weird that you said that people want to tell you you're not funny. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Well, I, I think that people... <laughs> have you ever... Lot. I mean, if you go to shows, you see the... I, and I say a lot on stage, the especially out in New England, the international sign is the arms cross. You know, right. because, like, it's angry. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like we don't, we don't want to laugh even though we need it. And especially in this area, you know, there's so many things going on. Like, you, one night you could be in the suburbs... Of Connecticut, and then the next night you could be in Springfield, Massachusetts. You know, and it's different opinions and all that. But people just are like, I don't, I don't want to come here. You yeah. know, like you're going to say something. But they something, bought tickets to go there. It's but all they the want to, and they, it's like they want you to break them. And it's yeah. like, what other fucking profession has to do this? I like, have to work this hard just to prove themselves. You know, be, and it's, and I think it's because people are funny. You know, like a lot of you know, Maybe I've porn. said to you. Maybe, a lot of people porn. are funny though. Like the internet, any other porn could be. There are millions of people creating funny fucking. I listen. That. I there's a couple comics there that are friends of mine that are hilarious on social media, and can't do it on stage. You know what I mean? And it's it, there's a difference. There's a oh fuck yeah. There's there a is. difference in you know writing. There's a difference in performing. You know, I have friends that are great writers, and it's like I I suck at writing. You know, like I think I'm more of an entertainer, but you know. It's and that's another thing too with comedy. It's that like, well, what are you funny at? Yeah, you know, do you just have? I have friends that are just hilarious, but can never get behind the microphone because they can't recreate it. Right? They just have to be in the yeah, moment. They're, yeah, they're just in the moment. Like they're just. And that's fun. what opens up this cool podcast world, though. Right. That it's 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 super organic. It's it's hanging out. Yeah. It's supposed to be this, and my my part about my comedy comes off of other people. Yeah, you feel and, off of people. Yeah, and I talked to my. We were talking last night. Taylor came over. He he went over one of his... a, a bit. It's a it's a fourth bit I've written, so I'm pumped because now I have like, nice. If I go into open mics, I can do one of four or five minute bits, so I'm amped. And I just finished it. Yes, actually, no, we're not done. I still got to put a bow tie in. Like, but it was it. cool that but... it's cool to watch his process. And I and I've had having all, all these guests up. on. I I need to. I said, all right, I got, 
2020, I'm going to, I'm going to do a few shows. Like I'm going to go up there. I'm going to do some opening, do some mics. Uh, just because I, I feel like if I'm going to do this and be behind this mic and have all these guests on our standup comedians, like I, I want to get this experience. I want to, I want to get it under my belt just to say I did it just to say, I, just to get the relate relatability a little bit more. And, uh, my wife's like, ah, I don't want you to do it. She doesn't want you to do it for some reason. And it's, she so- doesn't want to see him fail. Yeah, that's what it but is. See, that's his wife. I mean, if that, his wife, I mean, that's his. That's her partner, and it's like you don't ever want to see your partner fail. And there is a fucking gut wrenching feeling of watching somebody you love in front of people for five minutes eat it. Like it's hard, you know. Like I, I, I don't do well watching friends on stage. I mean, I, I'll like now. I like to see friends eat it because it's funny to us. <laughs> yeah. You know, because usually if my friends are eating it on stage, it's because it's funny and the crowd sucks. Yeah, and it's just funny that they don't get, and it's just watching your their reaction to it is that's what makes so, me laugh. Yeah. You know, like oh, you're just that didn't go over the way. Dude, you that's so you're, crazy you say that because we've talked about before. We were in a we when he was at a smaller show, like he's like, damn, I really didn't get a little last. I said nobody got last, right? But your set was we fucking had Jay, we had Jay Nog was mm-hmm. in town, so I did a show at Loft. Nice. And I got uh, five minutes. I I don't ever want to be paid. I just give me five minutes. Yeah, I just want to get the experience. But yeah, I ate shit. And actually, like I did, I've done this set in front of people and done well. But you, you know what? Uh, sidelining off of that topic, I find that like you know when like you have a joke and it's like in your head, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't go too deep into a joke. Like you can't go like three layers deep into one joke. I feel like, and, and so what I, that I, it came out confusing. But like, so your crowd, right? You could have old people, young people, boys, girls. White people, black right. people, doesn't you're gonna have this whole mix, and you, I guess the key is trying to find the joke that's gonna hit everybody because old people aren't gonna get jokes that young people are gonna get, and young people might not get jokes that old people are gonna get. So like I, I struggle like trying to write one that everyone gets. See that's the thing. So we we briefly were talking about it before about finding your voice, and yes. it's like. That is, that's what happens. When you first start doing comedy, you start writing jokes to for, for the masses and for the crowds. As you're doing it and as you have success with it and as you have failure with it, like you start to find your voice. Your voice is when you realize that you're finding the funny in the joke. You don't really care about the crowd. You know, like you become like a puppeteer in a way. In the beginning, you're not a puppeteer. You're more like, I want to please everybody. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I, I have this joke about... Fat girls, but there's fat girls in the audience I don't want to offend. So you don't do it. Oh, man, there's a lot of old people. I don't want to talk about sex. <laughs> For what reason? You know what I mean? Like, they know what you're talking about. It's about writing the joke that's, in a, like, where it's funny, where it becomes universal. And yeah. It becomes, and that's, and that just comes with time. You can't rush that no matter what. You can't force yourself to sit down. You can't work with other comics and read. No, that just comes with time. Of you, like you just said, you were like, oh, I got my fourth joke, and now I just got to put the bow tie on it. That joke may never get the bow tie for like another five years, depending on the route that you go on stage, because you're going to deliver it differently. You're going to find- That's a great fucking point. You're going to experience life differently. You're going to say it differently. And you know, a lot of times, that's finding your voice. When you stop, it's almost like when you stop giving a shit about pleasing everybody, that joke that you wrote right now might be- just like all over the place might be broken up, put into like three other jokes. That might be the intro to a joke. Yeah. You're never going to get the bow tie until 
it's part of your solid set and you could do it at any time in your in your set for any crowd and it always hits yeah that's when it becomes your bow tie like you know what i mean like my i you know i tell comics all the time you know like oh, i'm tired of doing these jokes why yeah like is you got to do you got to get your jokes to a point where they're so flawless that once you have your netflix special or you're on tv then you could worry about coming up with new shit but like it, until you could you know do a joke and not care who's in the audience whether it's two people whether it's 200 people it hits funny's funny and it's a lot of your delivery it's a lot of your experience you know there's a realness to it like you know what you're writing right now something could happen to you in a month and you might deliver that on stage you could be fighting with your girlfriend you could go to a death you could fucking hit the lottery and the way you deliver it could be so different and you're like man i that's now it becomes a whole new joke. Yeah, yeah. So you don't like don't settle for, you know, like I got my bit, this one's done. All right, let's no. Like just keep writing, you know, and keep finding it on stage because you might find the ending of it on stage. Yeah. That's finding your voice. You know what I mean? Like when you when you are okay with yourself on stage and the the funny that you are here transfers on stage. Yeah. Mar- Marty's the perfect example. If you talk to Marty off stage and you talk to Marty and you watch Marty, Marty is the exact same. There's huge parts of Marty that, you know, unless you really know him, but he really, you know, what you see on Marty on stage is how he's off stage. Like, you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I don't give a shit it's- because Marty has gone through it. Like you want to eat it. Like you, the more you eat it in the beginning of your career. Yeah. The better you're going to become of a comic. I mean, he made a post when he was in Arizona or Minnesota or something like that. He goes, just let everybody know tonight, I bombed. Terrible. Like, he was with Jesse May and he bombed, bombed. And it's like, yeah. shit, you're right. Like I can't even picture him bombing out. But how crazy Every time I've seen him, he's so fucking funny. And then you see him, then he writes this part about bombing. And, and then the bounce back just is real the next night. Got two more shows. Who you're cares? Only, you're only, I mean, we beat ourselves up. The way we, as comics, the way we magnify things. You know, you, 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 we dwell, you know, like if you, if you, if you had a good set, by the time you get in the car and you're driving home, it was the shittiest set you've had. That's if you had a great yeah. set, it, you know, like if you gave yourself an A and it, you rocked it, uh, you know what? This wasn't, I forgot this joke. Now you're at a B, now you're at a C before you know, it, you've given yourself like a D. So when you bomb it's you want to kill yourself like it's you know like i don't believe in suicide and i've had people who've killed themselves but when a comic kills himself i'm like i get it you know what i mean you know because of the feeling of like when you bomb like it's but it's you know it then you you know you go to the next show and you want to you, you either take that bomb with you or not but this crowd is fucking completely different right right you're only as good as your last show and your people don't know you like from the last show so you might kill. And that's a mind fuck as it is. Now you're driving home from a weekend where Friday you bombed, wanted to kill yourself, and Saturday you killed, and now you want to tell everybody you're a comedian. So now you're just driving home on Saturday night, and you're like, I right. have no idea, but this is great. See, see, I've only been doing it a year. So, like, I'm never going to play Taylor Peary, comedian. Like, some people, like, I think some people yeah. go to open mic once. And now oh, they're they automatically make a page. Well, that's that's going back to what you said before, <laughs> PJ. Going back to what you said before, it's like it's the only profession that you become that profession instantly. Oh, absolutely! Or like people say, how do I become a comedian? I go go to an open mic. They're going to say, Are you ready for your next comedian? Boom, you're a comedian. 
You know, like, and I, I tell people when people come up to me after after a show and they're like, "Oh, I'm thinking about doing it." Try it. Just try to go on stage with no friends, no family, and say what you think is funny. Once you realize how people really think what you thought is funny, how you feel after that, like if you bomb and you're like, man, that sucked, but I kind of <laughs> want to go back, now you're a comedian. If you're like, I never want to do that ever again, <laughs> yeah. I just, you need to feel it, you understand. There's a Absolutely. difference. You know what I mean? Like that's, so you like, but people get open mics and then you kill it in open mic. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm doing great. And it's like, you're just funny in front of a bunch of dudes <laughs> at, at your level. Like, that's not being funny. Like, right, right, right. You know, like, oh, I got merchandise. Who are you? What are you selling? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, that's the thing, too. Like, I, so I've, I've had a lot of comedians just because a lot of them post funny shit on Facebook. Yeah. But also, like, I need to reach out because we want people on the podcast. Well, some guy posted a couple months back there and, like, you know, more new comedians have a podcast than they do have a solid 10. Yeah. And I was laughing my ass off because it's like, it's so fucking true. It is. Now, in my instance, not me, just everyone else, I did have a podcast long before. Right, yeah. I tried stand-up, but. But you also embraced that, though. You say, like, this helped me start this. It did, oh, yeah, I, I didn't, wouldn't have done it if it, it, no, if but it like, wasn't we, for the podcast. We're super grateful every single time. There's not a single time we've been ungrateful or we're, we sometimes i've gotten lucky as fuck because of marty like yeah, marty my first time i was ever on stage was at a show at loft actually mm-hmm. my first four times ever on stage was at shows at loft yeah. and we want to do and a live then, show who do we reach out to i hit up marty i hit up an open mic after my fourth time and then i bombed dick yeah there and i did good on the shows i prepped i prepped i wrote for hours and hours prep. i practiced I'd sit in my room and pace back and forth yeah. for four hours straight in practice. And then I went to an open mic and I bombed. There's no such thing as bombing an open mic. Well, I know, but uh, like, so what I was finding, like the first few times I was doing is like, if my first joke goes well, I can get through the rest of my set. And of I'm course. Like feeling it. Like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, at this open mic in particular, Marty and Jeremy were there and they told me, they said, you're going to bomb and you need to bomb and you need to feel that. Taylor. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's true. And and my first couple of times had gone well enough. I'm not gonna say it went perfect. It didn't I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I got through it, right? I got through it with not no laughs. But uh yeah, when when I and I know what you're saying, like you can't bomb it at an open mic, but I still had the feeling because nobody fucking laughed. And then I looked at Marty and I was like, You said I was gonna bomb and it would hurt. He's like, Yeah, I'm like, I don't really want to finish the rest of the set. And I put my microphone back in the stand and just walked off stage. But you came back. Well, yeah, but dude, like a, a month lot of and people a half, I back. didn't do a lot of people want to come back. Like, I was so fucking terrified to go back yeah. on stage. Dude, it's it hurt. Yeah. Cause I was just up there like and then like now it's like everyone really is just looking at you, listening to you, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck my motherfucking you know, life. You were right talking now. about this earlier though. What other job hobby profession whatever you want to call call right. what people do what other job has that feeling you're on you could do a set people laugh you're on your way home and you're fucking you went from like you said an a to now you're at a d because you didn't like the way you delivered a joke like it's so critical and you're so you criticize yourself it's so crazy to think that i you could have be funny and if he he could have all the laughs in the world get off stage go smoke a cig look at me and go you think I was did I yeah. do good? And I was like, that you are you ever gonna when does it end? And it probably never saw, does. It I think I think uh it ends 
when you stop caring. All yeah, the comics that I admire that are successful and have reached uh, you know, that plateau all have that same feeling of like we're doing it for the art. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, especially now because it's so sensitive, um, with so many topics and subjects to talk about, you know, a lot of comics have been taking the opportunity to tell the crowd, you know, like, look, I didn't I, I didn't write this joke for you. Yeah. This joke has nothing to do with you personally. Yeah. When I wrote this joke, I, it's something that I thought was funny. Yes, it's about a touchy subject. But we have to, like, as a comic, we're observant. Like, I I think funny every time I'm probably not supposed to. That's how I deal <laughs> with tragedy. That's how I deal with life. You know, like, you know, I'm, oh, shit, I got I got a joke about this, you know? So, like, when I write a joke, I'm not, I'm not trying to bother you. You know, if I do a joke about cancer, I don't have any jokes about cancer. But if I did a joke about cancer, I'm not doing that to offend you because you lost your mom in cancer. I'm doing it because that's my way of dealing with losing my stepfather with cancer. And the relationship I had with him, well, you would have joked about it. Yeah. Nothing to do with anybody else yeah. in the audience. So I'm sorry that if I, I have a better relationship or this is the relationship that I have with my stepfather. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. so. Where, but a lot of people don't feel that way. People like now, nowadays, people. Everyone wants to be offended. Everybody wants to be offended and they just want to just say, you know, like, hey, I got a. One of my good friends, we did a show, um, Derek Furtado, out of, um, out of Massachusetts. Oh, bitch, sounds too familiar to me. We. It does sound familiar. We, um, we, we did a show, predominantly like a Puerto Rican black crowd. He's white. He does a joke about him wishing he could dance like a black person and kills it. And a Colombian chick waited for him after the show to tell him she thought that that joke was offensive to black people. At least it wasn't a white chick. Every black chick, every black person there went up to Derek and said how funny he was. And it was just like, and she was proud of it to yeah. the point where I said something to her when she came out, she's like, Oh, your friend's not going to like, it. I go, why are you taking time <laughs> to defend somebody that doesn't want to be like defended. Like I mean, they're they're fine. They thought it was funny. Imagine like waiting outside of 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 Pride that night until that girl got off of work to tell her well, that you, you don't want to have small talk, huh, bitch. <laughs> like right. imagine you don't want to have the fucking small talk with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm in here. I'm getting a fucking ten percent coconut water Gatorade from right. your establishment. I had to deal with Bob the Builder asking me to tell him fucking jokes. You're getting you, paid minimum wage. Then, I expect a little small. Imagine that. And then you're <laughs> flipping the script on I me. Mean, now I'm confused. I'm hurt. And I've waited here from 7 at night till 12. <laughs> and it was lonely. You know, I ran through my fucking Spotify playlist. But I need to stay here to tell you. Yeah. Fuck you in the small talk thing. That, that's It's crazy that people will do that. But it happens all My buddy the Brandon does that. He does stand up in Boston. There and he's a really funny fucker. He's been doing it like four years. Nice. And he told me he's like, I've had jokes like, I'm writing a new bit, um, and and you know it's a little more risque than some. I mean, the first bit I ever wrote was losing my Virginia mushrooms and trying to stop Captain Crunch from putting a finger in my ass. But <laughs> so it's not like it's like the whole thing is like losing my Virginia and Captain Crunch is there and Tony the Tiger and shit. But. That one, I'm like, I don't care. That one's who's gonna who's gonna be offended? People who really fucking love cereal, like <laughs> that one's not really gonna trigger anyone, right. unless someone's like, he said sex on stage. I'm like, well, where the where do you think you're at? Right. You know? 
But he said if you you could tell any joke you want, and it, as pushy of a topic it is, he goes, but if it's not funny, you're just going to look like an asshole. Right. It's not, and then that's the thing. It's you have to know there is a way. There, you know what it is. I, I think the, the difference is when people are trying to be funny about you know, oh, let me be risky, and it's like you don't just. I'm taking the non. Yeah, like don't 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 try to be funny. Just give your opinion about something, yeah. you know, and you'd be surprised. Sometimes you know people might like it, people might hate and it. The only people- time they get mad is. There, they thought it was funny. Like I'd had over the Kobe thing, I had to delete two people because I didn't want to get into a Facebook war. Right. But the fact is, the joke that he was trying to make each person wasn't funny. And the, when people said something to him, he got all mad and called them. You know, well, started, when you get mad, your argument loses validity. Exactly. So he right. was like you said, you, if you're gonna make a joke, if you're gonna do it, you own that fucking thing and you take it. But it better be funny, and if it isn't. You don't get mad about it because then it just sucks. It you, just... You, you know what I find funny is that white people are more offended for minorities, whether it's handicap, uh, people of color, any people with disabilities. It's always like a totally healthy white person that's like, you piece of shit. <laughs> it's never like right. the person that actually was a minority. It's always like a, some rich white person like, you don't, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's you, like, know what I, you, you ever see uh, is Amer- is American Beauty? With Kevin Spacey? Yes. Yes. So remember in the movie, like, the neighbor, the father, who was, like, really militant? Yes. Right? Yes, but it was yes. really like he's gay? Yeah. Right? Not No spoiler, but, I mean, if you haven't seen it. But... Yeah. <laughs> 90, 90, it's been, what, six, 30 years? <laughs> right. But that's, Watch like, I, I feel like that's the same thing with people. Like, when people get offended at shows, it's because you said something offensive, and they really feel that way. And they don't want to think that it's okay because they they've been fighting themselves for feeling that way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you say like if you say something racial, you're not racist, but you just say something observant. I mean, I am Darren. Right. But oh, I'm I'm no, I'm fucking. I'm fucking <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I'm 100 Puerto Rican. I very racist towards Spanish people, black people, white people. I hate no, everybody. I hate I'm, everybody equally. I'm equally, not, like see, I, I love everyone. Equally. I say so much shit about my culture that if I'm saying shit about them. I'm coming after everybody. Like, I don't, like, yeah. everyone gets that on my fucking nerves. PJ always says, you could drop me in the fucking hood. Yeah. I'm going to be all right. So, I see, the thing with me is, I'm half I'm half white, half Hispanic. I grew up in Springfield, went to all black school, went to commerce, played football. That's where my end was. Like, yeah, so you're, so, yeah. You know, I always tell people, I got my black card in 2001, and it never looked back. Like, I, right. I've always been invited to the cookout. You probably shouldn't say black card, though. Plain of fitness. Right. No, I'm just, say black card, it sounds really racist. No, 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 I, but, you know, kidding, no, no, yeah, but, <laughs> no, I, yeah. it's one of those things wow, where, wow, PJ, no, when you, when you're part of that culture, when you're there, right. it's just, you, oh, I know, when you don't, and I try to tell, explain to him, when you aren't racist, and right, you're not fucked up. You're never gonna think that you're being that way. Yeah, and so, but if you are fucking a little racist, and you're like, you shouldn't say that. It's like because you're feeling a type of way because you know you, you're, you're some type of way. You know it's a little fucked up. Yeah, he, and he gets he's friends with everybody, and it's hard for him to see racism because of that. Like sometimes he's he just sees it, and he's like, well, I don't think that way. It's because he's friends with every fucking right. person in the world, which right. is a good thing. But the fact of the matter is, not everybody looks that way. I not did. I did see. Way. I did see a stand-up bit where someone goes, "It, it, it might have been even Mark Norman." It was last night. <laughs> oh yeah, and he says, "Uh, 
You, you do it. He, you show Marco me the last says, line. fucking funny. He says, hey, you know the new guy on the fifth floor? He's a tall black guy. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, you know, his coworker. I don't see color. And Mark Norman's like, okay, then. Well, I'm black. He, he goes, no, you're not. He goes, oh, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you don't see color. Right. So you're not a racist, but you're a liar. And it's like one of those things where <laughs> you were not like. offending anybody. You were not right. doing this. But the fact of the matter is this person's this. You're either black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian. Now everybody's basically mixed in the first fucking place. So it's like you're going to have – I'm not – my family's from a whole other country. Came over here on a fucking boat, and that's how they got to this country right. in New York, and they met each other. I'm not – there's nothing racist about that. That's how it happened. We're, you know, So it's like – Telling a story doesn't mean you're racist. The story I, I, sometimes I, involves a white person, a black person, or a Spanish person. I like, did feel a little racist flying back from Memphis uh, Friday night, though, because I was in the airport. <laughs> the look on your and face. every single Asian had the face mask on. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking really? around Darren, and I'm like, that person's Asian. That person's Asian. And I'm like, <laughs> no white people have face masks on. Shit, I was shaking hands with people. Yeah, I didn't even have hand sanitizer on deck. You're crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if I if I die from the coronavirus, uh, just you know, say something funny at my funeral. But uh, but I'm solid like, holy five. Everyone's doing a solid. <laughs> that'd five. be that'd be an epic. <laughs> holy shit! Funeral, but there, imagine that. Asian I, I got person. I didn't see an Asian. Here's a fucked up part. I didn't see an Asian person without a face mask. Not even like an Americanized Asian. Every single one I saw, the fucking face. To the mask. point where you're thinking. Did I'm thinking I'm fucking racist. Or did they get told they have to put Are they, them on? Right, did right, they right, actually right. have them on or am I just seeing this right now? Right, right. Yeah. Like am a Snapchat I, filter. It's a fucking figment of my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm counting too. And like, this is where I'm like, you're a fucked up person. Because I'm like, so I got, a ta- I got a tally of Asians without face masks and Asians with. I got to like 56 to zero. Like Jeez. it was, it was fucking... And then I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I charged my phone. <laughs> just like, I tried to play like Wars of Friends and shit. Went right for the friend thing. Yeah. The race thing. Nice. Yeah. I'm not fine. Anybody out here Asian that doesn't have a mask on? <laughs> How many points do I get for this word? He didn't just put, then you just put a mask on yourself. So then I got 19 points for racist. Right. I did a double word, triple letter. Right. R's, A's, and C's aren't that. They're one, they're one value. Per letter, but uh, let's talk about the coronavirus. Might as well. Well, actually, let's talk about Darren's show coming up, and okay, we'll the pop one right into yep. coronavirus. It's good to follow up. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, uh, February this February twenty second, I'll be at Bobby V's in Windsor Locks, across from Bradley Airport. Which is ironic because we were just speaking about airports. Um. Yeah. Well, that's how we leave. Is that time. your you you? Is that the one you work at? Yes, we're good. Which is. Pretty ironic in a weird way, also. But Bobby V's super popular place, and it's uh, you, you got to talking earlier about how you know the showing support and how people always are asking when your shows are and or want to support you. And the best way, obviously, is isn't to feel like you need to laugh or anything like that. It's to show up and just once you buy that ticket, you're showing, hey, I appreciate everybody coming out, and and, and you're not nobody's being forced to come to stuff. Nobody's being right. It's it's you want to make people laugh. Come out, show your support. We appreciate it. Uh, Don't ask him where his next show is if you haven't gone to a show after you've asked him where his next show is. <laughs> right. Go to yeah. Bobby V's. Yeah. If you're listening, you're a friend of Darren's, and you always go, where's your next show? It's at Bobby V's. We're going to give you the fucking this, date and Is time. this your first headlining show? 
No, no, not my first headlining show. It was the first time headlining at Bobby V's. Oh, okay. Um, I've performed there a couple times. I was there on New Year's Eve. I was just there in August and December um, opening up for Anthony Rodia. But yeah, I'm headlining. And that's, it's, it's um, you know, starting my career in Hartford 19 years ago. Like, it's a big thing. I mean, Bobby V's has been around for a while. Usually, I think they're always sold out. So it's a good following. That's awesome. Um, and it's exciting, you know. Um, but like you said, like people, you know, somebody did something. I, I was at the casino last Wednesday. And this is the first time in like, I think in my career, somebody did this. And it goes so far where like, my buddy said he was going to come to the show. He said he had a date. And he's like, oh, that's perfect. I'll go to your show, whatever. Typical, of course, doesn't show up. But his brother shows up with his wife. And he's like, hey, man, Chris couldn't come, but he told me about it. I wanted to come support you. And I was like, that never fucking happens. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's all we want is just it's not about you showing up. Share it on Facebook. You know, like, yeah. because the, the whole goal, you know, like you had said, I don't know if you said it on the air or before, like, about writing risky stuff. The whole goal is to get to the point where you're able to be yourself on stage. Yeah. The way you are with PG all the time. And the way to do that is to, you know, when people start accepting you, you accept yourself and you develop your following. You know, the thing, you know, that's who what all the comics that we like have. They have a following. So yep. when you go see Segura, you know, everyone in there is a Segura fan. So he's going to say whatever the fuck he wants to say. And, gonna and you're going to laugh because you're, you've been following him. Yeah. So in order, that's what we're trying to do is build our following. And that's all we really want. So if you can't go, all I'm, you know, all we support, you know, tell people, we, you know, there's a... There's a guy out here that supported Marty. Him and his wife have supported Marty forever, and they support me and uh, handful. He, he's he uh, like an older gentleman. Walt, yeah, Walt. He, uh, Walt was Walt that the podcast. Walt was Walt, that your uh, Walt and his first? wife are the best. They're like the comedy mom and dad. Yeah, they went to Cabot when uh, Marty had started that every Thursday. Had their own seats. I mean. We friends, you know, always were concerned about us. Their favorite comics, they always want. It. To this day, when I post something, Walt shares it. Even if Walt's not going, he shares it. That's awesome, you know. And it's like, and there's a handful of us that he really loves, and like, oh my god, like I love seeing them. They just it's so genuine, and it's like that's all. If I can get ten to twenty Walts in my life, I'd be fine. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, you know, like he doesn't like he makes a show when he can, and when he can't, he's always telling people to go. That's all we're looking for. That's know? beautiful, though. Yeah, That's just pure uh, kindness. Oh, and if Marty, like, yeah, he does so much, you know, he's always there for Marty, uh, Rafi, Jeremy, all of us. Like, and it's just feels good. And it's just like, yeah, that's that's all we're looking for. I truly think people in their mind don't end up going because they're like, well, they're not going to need me there because, you know, they're going to sell this many tickets or they're right. getting paid. Like, they don't understand They believe. That. They it believe the bullshit something. on social media. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I'll put six flyers on I after this uh podcast I'm going to promote my next six shows and the way I'm going to promote them it's going to seem like I'm famous and people are going to believe that bullshit they're not going to realize that maybe one show I'm in a deli or the other show I traveled <laughs> like fucking 5 hours you know for 20 people but on social media I'm successful like yeah. you know what I mean? I'm killing it like and that's the thing people say ah oh, I don't need to go no, you don't need to go, but it'd be nice if you well, supported. Come on, just yeah. But it'd be nice if you came. You be know, cool. what I mean? here's the thing. Because if I make it big, then you're going to show up and you're going to talk a lot of shit, and oh, of that's course. when I'm really going to be like, get the fuck out of here. Like you know what I mean? Like you didn't come to Bobby V's. That's the goal, right? Like, yeah. Just to be like, if, fuck if off. you said you're going to Bobby V's, and we know who the fuck you are, we've written it all down. 
<laughs> you are gonna have to replace yourself with a close family member. You're not getting out the of the bar one. is set. The, the bar is set. If you're not going, you better have some sort of representation. I didn't say I was going. I'm I left it as a maybe. <laughs> I'm probably going, but if I wasn't, I'd send my brother. I don't care if it's sold out or if there's ten people there. The only people I really want there after this podcast is Small Talk Chick and the, and the other dude. Just so like they, I, I want them to come up to me and be like, STC. "I'm Small Talk Chick, and this is the guy from the you know the pump." <laughs> and, he, you're, and he's you're like, cool. "Gas you know, Pump Eddie, yeah, Gas Pump Eddie's like, you don't look funny." And I'm like, oh, "I'm glad you guys made it." You know what I mean? Like, because then that means your podcast is doing really well. Like, and you amazing. convince them to listen, and we've convinced them in this podcast. I don't to go trust to my Taylor actually show. told the girl. I don't think Small Talk's going to be there. No, oh, but, I don't think Small Talk. Yeah. But yeah. I think maybe she'll she won't want to, but then she'll see other people are going to <laughs> right. really want to. Right. So that that's fucking that's awesome, Darren. And so so you're headlining how, how long of a set are you gonna do? Um at least forty five minutes. That is so goddamn impressive. Yeah. To me. Usually with a headliner, that's the minimum. Yeah. They don't really they don't want you going over, but they're not gonna like go crazy if you go over. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's the staff or if there's another event going on. But if people are on board, you know, for the most part, I mean, you don't want to overdo it either, though. You right. know, you want to have fun. I, I love having fun with the crowd. I'm not looking to be up there forever. Um, I want to have stuff for when I come back, you know. Um, That's just brilliant. Like, thinking, like, five minutes on stage feels like goddamn forever. It feels oh, like literally, I, I forty five minutes. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm wildly impressed. Like anyone that can do that and be funny is fucking like I'm like that's fucking crazy. It's yeah, it's um, but it like we were saying earlier, it's a process, and don't ever rush the process. You know, it comes. You know, get that five minutes, get that solid five, turn that solid five into a solid seven, then a solid ten. Always be easy to work with. Yeah. You know, always go to like, don't ever turn down opportunities, you know, go to shows, go to open mics, go to showcases, even if you're not on it, yeah. because sometimes you, you start to get the comic mentality where you're seeing it differently. Like when I watch stand up, I don't, I'm not watching it, you know, the way my roommate's watching it. You know, I'm like, wow, that's, he took a chance there, you know, like yeah, wow, yeah. That, that way, you know, he really broke that down. Jessel Nick. Yeah. Like you had said earlier about like, you have like these stories and how do you get it into five minutes? There is a way and you will. And that's, what's going to be fun to watch is like how you got the crowd to be on board for this, this story about the small talk chick in five minutes, but you, you power hit them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're like, wow, that was a long story, but you were able to trim the fat and, you know, but it's a process. It's only because Do you ever get, do you ever get pissed at this, Darren? I will, like, I'll be at my sister's house, or I'll be at Kevin PJ's, and I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm just telling right. a story, and I fucking, it comes out, people are dying, and I'm like, this is awesome, and then I'll go to write it, and I'll be like, put Yeah. Like, fuck. It happens all the time. And Everybody's then- <laughs> different. Like, some people are able to sit down and write for an hour. Some people are, you got to find what you're good at. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. For me, because I'm the same way. I get on a roll 
And the worst thing ever is when somebody's like, this is hilarious. Write it down. I freeze. Then I'm like. The uh, second they. Right. I don't fucking... know. So what I do. I, I tell them I don't really want to have small talk right now. No. <laughs> so you should date the chick. Um, what I what I do is I. It would be hilarious if you met like you really became friends with this chick. <laughs> she was on oh, she this. was on this on the podcast, but she doesn't say anything. She's very like real limited. But at the very end, she's like, no, actually I do want to talk. She just comes in and plugs all your advertisements. We like, just cut and it. then this dude talk. comes out of there. He's like, I just fixed the floor in the basement. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck? What's happening? Our Are they a pair? Cool. Right, yeah. A conspiracy. I'm going Alex Jones on you. Yeah. They know each other. I was set up. Right. <laughs> don't get don't say fucking conspiracy in front of Tony. Oh fuck! Oh, speaking of that, just to quick transition, Tony's back. We talked about how much we missed him for six weeks. I want Tony Has to be gone for six more. You were weeks. there for Kino. Go well before that. Whatever, Tony, go away. I'm tired of you. No, I just no, I'm just kidding. I love Tony. You. Gets, glad Tony takes a lot of pressure off of me doing the doing the sound yeah. control, and he also does it for free, which is really cool. Well, he, let's be honest, we are his only friends. He so, was very excited. That's a that really mean thing to say. No, but I mean, <laughs> it's the truth. How do you is, know we're his only friends? Because I was the best man in his wedding. I know that we well, are. You've known him a long time. Well, I wasn't even in his wedding. He was the best man. He was looking around like there's nobody else at this and wedding. The wedding party. I'm like, hey, you guys are coming, it's and all he's girls. <laughs> It was a bachelorette party or a fucking wedding, dude. I know he's like this. I don't think Tony's drinking milk at his wedding. He's like, I don't even want to get drunk. Tony got blackout. He's like, just literally talking to himself, but it's out loud. He's like, I don't think Tony has any friends. And Tony's like, I'm right here. I can hear you. He's He's on the phone with me. He's like, Tony's got no fucking. I had to set up the night before. They all slept at my house, and like, they weren't even sure if they were his friends. His other friends didn't even RSVP. That's why I got worried. I don't RSVP shit. Well, you I should just show for a up. fucking wedding. You know what I like doing for weddings? I like missing the part in the church because I'm not really God. I didn't realize man. that's acceptable now, though. You can do that. I've done I it like vote. five times. I always do it. Yeah. And I then I go well, to I the I don't know people getting married part. anymore. He's divorced. Well, you know what? He's I, you never know, getting married. You know what started me, Darren? Uh, one of my friends at a wedding, and we were all tight in college, and like three of six of our college friends were in the party, and I wasn't, and I could have swore to fuck I should have been. <laughs> so I was like... Yeah, I might show up a little late. Yeah, show up for the good part because guess what? I'm not part of the other part, so well, I need to be there. Yeah, you're not part of the religion. The second part time or was was you know I always thought you could get from one side to Mass and the other in about two hours, <laughs> roughly. I mean, fuck, I could leave here and get to Boston in an hour and fifteen minutes. Right, Plymouth is not Boston, and I was I, I was sad I was late for this one because uh, I got I got in the car and I'm like, yeah, fucking two hours of Plymouth, I got this, and it was three fifteen. And then traffic. So I completely missed the first part. But still, not sad about it. Just not a good look. I just don't like, I'm, I don't know, I'm selfish. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I just don't like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm there for the reception. You know, like, I had, my old roommate got married. And he had a very small, like, um, ceremony. And I didn't know that. So usually, I do the whole, like, oh, you look beautiful. It was great. So my other buddy was in the wedding, and I go. He goes, "Hey, how come you missed the ceremony?" And I'm like, "I don't go to those things." I was like, "I'm just gonna say I was there." He's like, "There was six people there." He he's gonna know that you weren't there, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, all right, well, that's when you just pull a Jim's dad from American Pie. We'll uh, just tell your mother we ate it. <laughs> yeah, like you just. Well, I stood in the bed. Well, I think you know with me, like I I don't know being a comedian. I think that's where 
that has helped because none of my friends ever think I'm reliable <laughs> with my life because I've gone to comedy as my career. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, they don't count on me like to be the best man. They don't count on me for money. So they're, that's why I don't RSVP. Cause I'm like, there's a part of me that's just like, I want to wait to the point where my buddy has to call me. You guys surprise. might. No, like he's like, yo, you're going to RSVP. She's fucking killing me. And I just, I just want to make sure. You guys are like doppelgangers. Yes. I'm not going to lie. It's a comics point of view because I'm fucking broke. Like I don't, I can't afford to go to weddings. You know what I mean? Like I was <laughs> mad that my best friend didn't have me as his best man, but I was happy. Because there was no, there was no way I was going to be able to afford that. Like, You're playing you know? in the bachelor party, like where are we going? You're like Grenville Park and where? Yeah, yeah. Like my buddy, when we we went to the bachelor party, I was bartending, going, yeah, I would have never been able to spot this. Like, you know, what I mean, like it would have been like. Where I'm over here, right? I'm married for 13 years. I have three daughters. I have. Uh, oh. I've been the best man. I'm going on. The third best man I'm gonna be. It's not because people like year. you, because you're reliable. Yeah, that's you're it. So, that's what you. Yeah. That's why I show up. I produce this whole entire thing. Taylor's just sitting over here. We always joke about this. I walking do, past I do the guests. Engineering, Darren. He is a hairdresser. He fucking produces. Well, my job, I gotta be reliable. Like, I gotta be, fucking people show up. They gotta I make sure I'm I there. Home today. It's not even that. You are cutting people's hair. Like, that's the most important. Like, you could ruin yeah. and you know, make someone's day. Guys, couple weeks. Girls, it could be a couple months. Well, yeah. that's the thing is most of my clientele is women. So it's like you just kind of ma- – you're making their whole life better in that moment. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. But I reliability is one of the things that – I mean, he texted me last night. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Can I stop by? Nah. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, yes, of course you can. Like he could sleep on I our couch nah, every yeah, night. Yeah, question mark. Right. It out. No RSVP, just a nah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and he pulls up, but it's it just he doesn't knock anymore. He just walks through the door. He's he's that uncle that, well, like, yeah. you know. It's like crazy his, uncle. Yeah, crazy uncle. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I go there one day, and then he's like, I bring my daughter to a friend's house. I'm like, sure, I'll go. Yeah, he comes. I'm at work still, and he I, I get to the house. I'm like, where's Mia? I thought I got to bring her to her friend's. And he, she's like, oh, Taylor took her. I'm driving her, though, Darren. <laughs> Mia's, what, 12, 13? 13 now. I go, don't ever get in a fucking car with strangers. I'm like, you can get in a car with me. Don't ever get in a fucking car with strangers. She's like, I know. I'm like, do you know, though? Right. Pulls up. He goes, make sure you wave to me. I said, I'm going to wait till you get in the door. <laughs> and then I told her, I'm like, because she gets in. I'm like, put your fucking seatbelt on. Come on. What are you, stupid? Look at me. Put your fucking seatbelt on. <laughs> don't ever get in a car with strangers. And if you do, wear your seatbelt. <laughs> yeah it's so like my i just moved in with my um hold my hold my mixer <laughs> i just moved in with my buddy and um we've been friends for 20 years so like he's got a 17 year old son i have a 19 year old daughter and it's crazy because i've known his son his whole entire life and now that i live his son is 17 twice my size and it's just that same like it's different you know because he's a boy but it's a so, big fucker, huh? Yeah, but it's so funny because like I catch myself trying to be that uncle, you know, and everything I'm telling him about life, it's telling him not oh, to be yeah. telling him not to be me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, listen, you don't want to fucking tell jokes out there. You want to fucking go to college. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, my kid tell any jokes ever. My daughters want yeah. to be they're like, Oh, I want to be a hairdresser. I'm like, don't. Right, right, right. Go right. to school like your mother. And it's like, yeah. but dad, I saw she my my daughter helps out the salon. She works there and she's like, But but daddy, I mean, I see how busy you are you're doing yeah. like, so much money you made you can't hide that from mommy anymore I'm like yeah christmas fuck is out. fucked after you showed her your face <laughs> but it's it's like how do you move people away from something that you are passionate about you are 
doing it like because you've questioned well. yourself for so long until Fuck the yeah. point when you find your voice and then you're like all right i know what i'm doing now you know what maybe you your voice is a life thing See, all of a sudden I, I now. Tell like, yeah fuck i do a similar version of that guys i tell like my one of my nephews wants to be an engineer i said that's a good field to get into just don't be like me do engineering the one that listens like to the podcast me. Yes. My <laughs> nine-year-old nephew listens to pot. No, fuck, Shay's 11. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. Uh, sorry, Shay. Love you. Uncle Tay loves you. His mom uh, walked in the bathroom. He's got he's our podcast on speakers. just slammed his phone. What the fuck? <laughs> he's taking fucking a fucking 11, you piece of shit. He's taking a shower, Darren. He's taking a shower. He's got all his it. friends around. He's like, they're going to give me a shout-out. They're going to give me a Nine? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Just throws his phone. So Bobby goes, Shay, is that PJ on the stereo? He goes, yeah, mom, listen to the podcast. Now, I will say for you other parents out there, boom, don't let them. Wait till they're 14 or 15. Yeah. But my 14, nephew, 15, yeah, 14's the age. My nephew is a little bad. He's a little... He's a tough little bastard. He he loves this shit. He probably knows more dirty words than I do, honestly. Yeah, I mean, still. He told me what a rusty trombone was. Okay. No, no, he didn't. I saw oh. that. I saw that in a movie. But I was like, that's not even a dirty word. That's you have to ask. Yeah, what, is, yeah. what, what does he just, know? It's just you know, rusty. I you remember that era when people were like, it was the same era as like the Chuck Norris jokes. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, rusty trombone. I'm like, what's that? And then they tell you. 40-year-old like, virgin. They have all the. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh, you ever heard of a Cambodian mudslide? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well. Yeah, yeah. And none of it is anything I don't think. I, maybe some people have done, but. It's something I would never want to do. It's yeah. too yeah. much going yeah. on. But like, so. Of to-dos, you know. Yeah. So you're banging your girlfriend, right? But you slipped X-lax in her drink like two hours earlier yeah. and you didn't tell her and then you accidentally put it in her butt it's too much and then on. you slap her on the back head with her shit. I'm like, I don't ever want to fucking do that. Never. Doesn't sound I fun don't. whatsoever. I don't. I'd like, too let's much. just do the regular thing. Yeah. I may, I don't know if that's what a Cambodian mudslide is. I mean, don't get it wrong. I'm mean, a regular that, thing. Like, just, they'd be like, you ever had a, a Russian fucking people's elbow? And I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait to the review. <laughs> a after, Russian people? Can't wait to the review after just like some white person's like on behalf of all the Cambodian people. Like, we didn't like, we didn't like, we didn't like, we, like, yeah, we, we get a review, hash out comedy. The wife I don't know if you know what's going on in Cambodia, but there's a lot of fucking mudslides that are Cambodian I bought people. my wife from her, yeah, from like, Cambodia. And you know what? She's offended by that. <laughs> yeah, right. The woman who cleans my house is offended by that podcast. I, I went to see uh, Segura at Foxwoods, and he went off on a tangent about like people being so sensitive, right? And he's like, you know, you just got to stop. You know, we don't give a <laughs> fuck. Don't come up to me after a show and tell me all this stuff. And everyone's like on board. And he goes, that being said. White people, did you ever think of like what kind of slave owner you would have been? <laughs> I laughed so hard because he, like, you could feel the uncomfortableness in the room, and he addresses it. He goes, "Ah, oh, you feel that?" He goes, "I know a lot of white, white, like a lot of you are going. I mean, I wouldn't." He goes, "Yeah, you would have. You just got it. I just want to know what kind would you have been? Would you have been the one that like?" Well, I, I mean, I would have let him in the house. Just finish what you're doing out there. <laughs> so, like, and you could just tell. Jesus. Yeah, you could just tell it bothered. So, and it was just like the way he laughed at it was just like, God, it's such a good fucking joke. Him and his wife. But imagine you saying that right now oh, early fuck. in your yeah. career. But it just goes to show like over time, there's going to come a point where you're going to be able to say the things that you really want to say. It's just like the process when you, you know, like. Him and his wife have 
she's a comedian also, and they have a podcast together. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, they they are they are very funny together. But I ask a lot of the one of the questions I asked a while back, and I don't even fucking remember that it uh, like like why I did it. But I looked at a, one of the guests we had and I said, "How what no? How much an, of a notebook do you have where you say?" When I get famous, oh. I'm gonna tell these fucking yeah. jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, I when I I remember when I started <laughs> piss break. I'll let you guys continue. Go ahead. Um, you don't stop. Oh, okay. It's raw. It's real raw, Darren. <laughs> I can. <laughs> you gotta piss. You're more than welcome to stop. We'll keep it going. It's all that cranberry sugar that he's just well, going through. Cranberry blue. It's organic. It's going right through me. <laughs> um, but you, I mean, you gotta have jokes, right? Let her line yeah, up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I um, it's funny. The first thing that I ever thought was funny was kind of racy. And I said it when I was on stage and it in the area of Connecticut, it, it like it, the joke, I, let me retract. <laughs> <laughs> so the second time I was ever on stage was September 10th in New York city. And we drove down um, a bunch of us from Connecticut to a bringer show. And, um, I had, you know, we drove by the World Trade Center and we were going to stay in New York. And for whatever reason, I was like, nah, let's head back. You know, I'm like, this is, wait, 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 wait. This is, this is 9 11. This is the day before 9 11. This is the day before 9 11. It's the second time I'm ever on stage. So I, for some reason, I'm like, nah, let's go back. Better than the day after. Well, we had, we had, we had, we had, you know, places to stay and everything, but we drove back. So the next morning is 9-11. So we wake up to 9-11. And it was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And I was working down City Steam, downtown Hartford. And that week, so that was on a Tuesday. That Friday, there was a fire in the Civic Center at the old Chuck's Steakhouse. And when that fire went off, it was like an explosion. People went fucking nuts. Like they were just scattered. I mean, Hartford was just scattered. People were just running around because of the fear that had just happened on Tuesday. And I'm sitting outside of City Steam, and a bunch of us, you know, were watching this. And I go, I don't, I don't think that was on the list of the Taliban things. To hit. <laughs> like I was like, I don't, you know, like the World Trade, the Pentagon, the Hartford Civic Center. Like we're gonna get the World like if Trade they find Bin Laden, like he would have a whalers jersey on. Like damn it, Hartford, <laughs> you sold my, oh my team. God, God. God. So I did that. That was that was my first. Like mind you, second time I'm on stage. I'm thinking it's hilarious. It's my first closer. And and it led into like a Yukon joke. And every time I would do it in certain parts of Connecticut, people were so sensitive about Yukon that they didn't give a fuck about the 9-11 joke. They were, you know, like, and it was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. And I, I uh, Ted Alexandro was at City Steam. And I said to him, I'm like, man, I just can't wait till I'm at your status or I make it big because I have a whole book of shit to say. And he goes, just say it. You're never going to get to that point until you start saying it now. Yeah. And it was the truth, though, because we, I, just like you said, you get we, more comfortable. Then. We think that, like, well, once I'm accepted, then I could say whatever I want. But the only way you're going to be accepted is when you start saying it now. And when you say it now, you're going to bomb a lot because a lot of people are not going to like it because you're not going to have confidence saying it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so if you like, just keep doing it, you're going to picture go there. Darren. Huh? I picture this. You're at the show, small talk chick. <laughs> comes up from pride and she goes i'm fucking offended and you go right and maybe it's a little early for the 9-11 joke and she goes no how dare you make fun of yukon that's what was happening so the, <laughs> joke, the joke that led into it was that i said 
you know, because I'm not from the area, you know, but I, I own being starting my career in Hartford. I go, you know, I'm a big sports fan and I like when mascots fit where you're from. Miami Heat, New York Liberty, catchy. I get it. But when I first moved out here, the only team out here was UConn Huskies. And I'm like, Huskies? Like, where are the Huskies at? But then I saw the women's team. And, like, <laughs> there's some Husky-ass bitches. And, like, <laughs> when, you, when I say that, different parts of Connecticut were so UConn women, like, fans that they would get, like, you watch your fucking mouth about my Huskies. You know what I mean? Like, and I, not having a voice or being nervous, I would be on stage like, oh, I'm sorry. You know? Now, oh, if I said that joke now and somebody said I would lead it, you know, like, what? Shut the fuck up. You know, like, and go into them because it's like, I didn't, but if you would have said it 19 years ago, oh my God, the moment you didn't like my joke, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that joke. That's fucking awesome. But you, you know, you stick with it and, you know, like you take your bumps with it and yeah, it comes out and then it becomes a joke. I haven't done that joke on stage. I don't, in so long, but I, you know. It's still that joke just made me laugh really. Yeah, that's hard, pretty man. fucking awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I, I still keep. All right, I'm doing it February 22nd. Bobby B's. Bobby B's. Yeah. Bring your small talks, your floor builders. I won't. I'll like. I won't do it though. Then small talk will come up to me. She's like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? You know, like we're just gonna have a quick conversation." Where's you, that? Uh... You didn't do the uh, husky joke that I came here for. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta I go. Le- I left work early for this. <laughs> we just gotta go do a live podcast with her in the background. All right. Pump ride. six. You know Pump like, six. Yeah. So every podcast, we always write down a bunch of topics and what happens, especially when we have a good guest on. And Darren, you're a hell of a guest. Yeah, you've been oh, amazing. Because we're at what we're fucking, so far. This is the fucked. What time we at? Tone bone. Okay, but we're gonna keep going. This is a good one. I don't care. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> what do you guys normally do? We for usually go an hour. Oh, okay. Right. But when we have a good guest on, usually we'll just it. We'll you're get like usually and... if we have a good guest, we go hour fourteen. Yeah, no, hour fourteen. <laughs> Record forty five more seconds. Keep going. Hour twelve, Darren. So you're probably gonna have to get out of here. We're gonna cut the rest of this. No, um, wrap it up. We'll, we'll I guess we'll we'll rapid fire through the rest of these because you know what? I, I actually Tony me, Tony messaged me. He goes. You know, blah blah blah. You're we're at a, this time. I go first off. I can see the fucking screen. <laughs> yeah. Second, we're right next to each We're other. just gonna rapid fire this. You know, T- Tony's finger has to hurt from shutting down all the virus things that pop up. On this I don't laptop. watch porn on that though. Like you I don't understand. know. How... I have an iPhone. I just go on my private. You don't browser. need to watch porn anymore. You can say boobs around any electronic device, and now it's gonna pop up. That's I sort of do. You notice? You'll say something. My yeah. phone will be shut and off, and I'll say something. Oh, yeah. I'll turn Facebook on, and it's like. Hey, you know, there's a thing on your settings that you could take that off. Oh, yeah, but I, I kind of enjoy it though. You know what? I, you know what yeah, I hate. I love you know it. What I hate? Actually, it's never the good <laughs> shit. Do. do you love it though? I like, do. I like, do love it. I, feel like I hope they one day actually fuck up and send our podcast out there. Like they're just like, oops, and just click no, on one no, of our links. Here's the thing. Know? Here's the thing. It's never the good stuff I talk about. Right. Like I need to go back to the gym. I never see like want to do CrossFit or Planet Fitness, <laughs> but then I get like I'll go on there. It's like. Need penis enlargement pills? Right. Yeah. Are you fat and fucking bald? And I'm just like, what the fuck? It's only listen. It's only listening for the bet because Zuckerberg's a fucking cuckold. Do you love coconut water? How do you feel about small talk? You're like, what the fuck? They Are know you, me. Do you hate small they, talk? They, Would you like to learn how to make small talk? They man. love. They just know me so well. Yeah. Darren, do you have a? Uh, life-altering dog shit story. Have you ever stepped in dog shit in a room due day? No. no. That's pretty good, then. Yeah, I mean, I think I've stepped in dog shit, but I don't think it's ever ruined my day. Oh, I... 
I have a dog I'm willing to get rid of right now because of that story for oh, myself. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad because I feel like if you guys didn't have a story with it, my dog sucks so much. I got part rid of the of podcast it. would suck. You're I got like, rid yeah. of my Darren, dog. Do you have it? No. Okay. Going I, was, on I got rid of the dog. Right. And, and next we have days. Uh, coronavirus. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so so I, I I've had some animals and shit stories have been like really bad for me in the last couple of years. Not earlier in life, but Ooh. they're they're getting worse. Uh, two years ago, I was driving from the Bradley Airport home. I had my sunroof open, and I was jamming windows down. Everything was cool, and then I felt wet on my arm, and I was like, "What the fuck is that white shit on my arm?" And a bird somehow—the only way I can compare it is like you know when Randy Johnson tossed that pitch, yeah. and nailed that fucking bird. What are the chances? But if a bird flew by every ten seconds and he tried, would have never happened. No, right. this bird somehow shit over ninety-one directly into my sunroof. Yeah. Through the sunroof onto my arm. And I'm just like, Ugh! but like, what do you do at that point? I'm on the highway going 85. I just had to let shit chill for a second. You had to accept it. That I was meant to happen. That was, it was it. It's good luck, I guess. No, the only person, no, I hate when people say that. I do people too. that say that are just people that are embarrassed that it happened. Yeah. And they don't want to talk about it, so they're like, "Well, you heard it's good luck," and it's like, "No, it's not, Jim." Yeah, so those people robbing your house, <laughs> like, and, like you got fucking you. shit on your arm, and now nobody wants to deal with That's you. That's a blessing. But but I'm at, I'm at my I transitioned. You know to what this they say cause... if you get shit on your arm, you got money coming your way. No, nobody says that. Still broke. Actually, my credit score went down ten points after that bird shit <laughs> through my sunroof. Nobody says that. Oh I was at my sister's house. They have a dog, Pooter, and I'm outside. This is the dog's name is Pooter. It's a weird name. I didn't name it. A, they did. That's a weird name. Pooter. Pooter. Pooter sounds kind of sexual. It sounds like some kind of like prison I, fuck thing. I'm just, I, maybe I'm just, don't, I don't, I think I would stop being friends with somebody to name their pet Pooter. I can't. Well, in all fairness, sister. your sister's. Because you're forcing me to. Oh, no, my you're sister. You're forcing me to say it. My you sister didn't name it Pooter. The people that had it before named it Pooter. They, they wanted another dog. They didn't want to confuse them. Wait, real quick. Your sister wanted another dog? No. Who and I would never give her your dog. Oh, okay. I have one. But. So they told me give we're out away. there. I'm what so, kind of dog is it that you're trying to get rid of? A tiny annoying one. Okay. Little, you want it? No, no. I I'll give it to you tonight. Or something. I can't have dogs. I want uh, a dog, but I can't have it. So they, I'm going to smoke a cig. They go, watch out. There's a bunch of pooter bombs in the backyard. So I'm smoking a cig with her. I hate these people. And my brother. <laughs> and I step in a pooter bomb. I just got these new shoes from DSW. They're pretty nice. I got pooter bomb all up the left sides of them. The right sides. It's kind of pooter bomb over the front. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm scraping my foot off in the grass. I scrape directly into another pooter bomb. <laughs> now it's more sh- pooter bomb than shoe. Like, I don't know. Do I leave it here? Do I go home barefoot? <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Do I burn it? Kill the dog? I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> and it was just like after that little spring thaw where like, these weren't uh, hard ones. Like, these weren't yeah. your ankle. Like, you might have rolled your ankle. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. smushed right in. Yeah. Um, Pooter bomb. Pooter I, yeah, bomb. first and foremost, I would stop saying Pooter bomb. Yeah. It's I'm a fantastic. Yeah. This might be the episode. I literally just wrote Pooter bomb down and just put a. a well, they've, a they've succeeded. Like, because when they named, when the dog came with Pooter, they were like, let's call shit Pooter bomb. And they thought it was stupid. But they were like, well, what if we can start having people say Pooter bomb? And now you just put it on a podcast. They're winning. I might get a shirt what? made with Pooter bomb on it, actually. I'm not going to lie, though. Pooter bomb's like catchier than it should be <laughs> definitely like i'm like, talking I'm shit about it right now but i'm definitely using it when i leave like <laughs> oh yeah because i don't want to act like like i'm really about it but as soon as i go home i'm like oh, i want a fucking pooter bomb <laughs> yeah that's kind of a new pooter bomb i've stepped into right now like instead you know, of calling me the shitheads i'm call gonna pooter bomb i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a, a a nasty deuce 
and I'm like, yo, come check this out in the bathroom. You guys gonna have the Pooter Bomb of the uh, the, uh, the episode, like every episode. Pooter Bomb, Pooter of, the Bomb of the week. Pooter Bomb of the week. Pooter Bomb of the week. New words. Pooter Bomb of the week is just something, some crazy shit that you stepped into. Literally, or yeah, metaphorically. Well, and mentally, I could have. I could have. I, I hope it's metaphorically, into... and you're not just still <laughs> stepping in shit. What if you... once a week though, I'm just stepping into different shit? You are I'm the like, Pooter Bomb. You just come over to my house. No, it's, I'll, it's I'll, good luck. My whole backyard's got Pooter Bombs everywhere. Dancing in it. Ah, it's good luck. I'm stepping in dog shit. That's disgusting. Luckily, at DSW. This podcast has been brought to you by DSW. You're going <laughs> to hell of a pair of shoes for $35. I'm fucking telling you. I wear these. Don't laugh at him. You want to know why? Because he actually messaged us before he went I'm to DSW. I'm laughing at the DSW thing. No, he messaged us before he went to DSW. We have a group chat. And his girlfriend, Meg's like, hey, um, Taylor won't go into DSW because he thinks it's only women's shoes. I, I go, that's women's fucking shoes. dumb. Yeah, great it's not. Shoes. Yeah. And then he comes out, and they so, come over, and he has a brand new pair of shoes. So I went to three different stores. He's like, let's go to DSW. I'm like, yeah, if I want a discount pair of high heels, I'll go to DSW. <laughs> then I, I get to missing, DSW, bro. and I'm like, holy fuck, yeah. I've been missing out on this you have. for my whole life. You have. I thought yeah. DSW was like, yeah, miss, miss fucking third. I, I was impressed. <laughs> That's it. I was impressed. It's got his seven pairs of Skechers. <laughs> 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 for a he's deal too. Yeah, he's killing it right now all right uh running through running through uh this one nothing which highest listens we've ever had since we started two years ago that's true january, january. thanks folks love you uh like Keep share subscribe blah 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 we're gonna move on oh super bowl don't no. we should just you want to skip that one we'll just pj's a huge 49ers fan I, all right so he's they lo- they had the like game five. in the second the the the, the fourth quarter, like I'm a diehard 49ers fan. Like, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I dog's think. named Diner. I got a Niner tattoo on me. Yeah, we other have... dog's name is Cap. It always kneels during the <laughs> national anthem. My dog really is named Cap. My nice. black lab. It's... I don't know if it actually kneels. During but no, it's, it's it. Anywho, <laughs> it it, uh, it does. I love, so... I love how you guys both get, like are totally correct for the podcast. You're like, I mean, I don't know if it kneels. I mean, but it, let me taste it. You want some kneel. weird dog? But shit. if it does kneel, it has nothing to do with the military. I mean, it's okay with the military. It's kind of like a camouflage scarf on, like. The dog loves the mil. The dog yeah. loves the fucking military. Yeah. All right. The dog actually wears fatigues. Like, you know, it's a weird... Sometimes we can't find it. It goes out yeah. to shit. We can't find it for hours. <laughs> Listen, my fucking. It's so hard because talking yeah. to clients, and I, I work like in Wilbraham, where it's like primarily a, a richer uh, a bunch, of bunch of Karens, bunch of fucking Karens. Let me tell you something. Telling them my other dog's name's Cap. They get so offended sometimes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even tell them. No, I do because if I don't like him, I don't want him to come back. (laughs) You do because you're so proud. That's how much of a fan you are. Well, that's true. He actually have a picture on my wall strictly because it was. I mean, he took us to the Super Bowl, so I'm always going to be. It's like people who make fun of Eli Manning for you. Yeah. It's like fuck off. He won me a Super Bowl. It's like I don't really care about all of his flaws. Oh, you've seen the Niners go to the Super Bowl and lose twice now. Coronavirus is really taking over. (laughs) (laughs) This is so... No, but it sucked. So basically it all... I mean, everybody... uh, I don't know. I couldn't watch the Super Bowl at his house, I don't know why we're talking about this. This is stupid. I couldn't watch the Super Bowl at his house because I didn't watch any playoff games with him. And he didn't want... Oh, I like you. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm I'm as crazy as you could ever think. It's worse than that. So I I didn't, Darren. I didn't go. And And nobody over. You know how fucking glad I am I didn't go? Because if I went... I'm the reason the 49ers lost. 100%. Like, Jimmy G was like, PJ, is Taylor there? And yeah. he's like, yeah. And he's like, you didn't First say off, he was going to be there. Uh, did terrible in the fourth quarter of his play calls. Took, like, it's, he, he has the second worst. He has two fourth quarter 
There's yeah. only been two um uh playoff uh Super Bowl game Super Bowls with a ten point deficit loss in the fourth quarter. He's part of both of them. Yeah. So it's getting a little weird. Maybe we should get him out of there. No, because then he took us from four. Call, I can't a, do this. call I Aaron do this. Hernandez. Let's I don't, get I don't him want out. to do this. Next. 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 Fuck Sorry. This shit. I don't want to Didn't do call PJ. Thought he'd be real depressed. I was going to send him some creme brulee, but he's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not fine. Uh, no. People are upset about J Lo and Shakira. I don't get that. They fucking rocked it. Anyone who's upset is because they're half their age and their ass is way shittier. <laughs> That's it. That's, I mean, that's a, you summed that one up right there. I did like Shakira's little tongue move, though. Like, ah, la, 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 la. like it looked like she was saying, like, ah, la, Akbar. Like, Here's the I, thing. I mean, I don't, like, when people got offended by it, we're at that point where it didn't matter what they did. It somebody, really didn't. Somebody was going to say something. But, like, the other thing is, like, what did you really, Shakira's known for her hips. J-Lo's known for her ass. It doesn't matter how old they are. When they were the halftime show, what did you expect? They're in Miami. You know, like, what did you expect them to do? And every show, there's something to talk about. Like, my biggest issue was being Spanish. Like, I was like, good shit. Like, they, they rocked it. But I thought they rocked it as an entertainment value. You know, I was like, yeah, they were, they they were amazing. It. I was like, this was, this was entertaining. But when people were going crazy and they were like, oh, this is family friendly. I was like, what? Like, Adam Levine, Janet Jackson, Madonna. I was like, yo, we... We saw Lady a titty. We saw a we whole see, titty. Like, Adam Levine literally took his shirt off last year and just looked at chicks like he was going to fuck them. And it was like... He had the whole thing on his waist, the V thing. Like, yeah. Like, you his know, pants yeah, real like, low. And nobody said anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they they just go up there and then themselves. And I'm like, all the Karens were like, you listen, you're like, you're watching this shit. And you're like, you're going to listen to this music. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, yeah. what you're mad because there were two artists that you didn't know? Yeah, right. You know, like, I did think, because when I heard that Pitbull got signed to it, I thought Pitbull was going to be with him. Mr. Worldwide. But he but, was he was early in the pregame. Yeah. But then, I, but then I was glad that he wasn't there. He because, did something with Rob Riggle early. Because I was, I, like, I was like, that's just too much. I feel like, as Spanish people, they were just like, all right, let's just get everyone we've ever done anything with. And I thought Gloria Stefan was going to be there from Miami, and... Julio Enrique Iglesias. Yeah, my roommate up. and I were like, "Oh my god, if Gloria Stefan comes on and says one little thing, I'm about fucking nothing." Con- they should have like, had DJ line. Khaled. Actually, that's yeah, no, no, it's that. too much. Khaled. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Yeah. It's too much. It, it, if, I, if I'm seeing Shakira and J Lo's beautiful faces up there, and then Pitbull's little bald head and his stupid fucking goatee, yeah, I mean three hundred five. I would have, I would have lost my boner and actually had enough blood in my head. To pay attention to the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not trying to we're, do we're that We're not shit. talking about the game no more. No more game. All right. right. We're talking we, about the halftime we show. Won't it talk was about, amazing. We won't talk about the baby nuts. We're going to skip uh, Mr. Peanuts do baby nuts ads, which. What do you do? Hashtag baby nut. Porn comes up right away. Okay. Here's the thing. It's you only popular it. because of the baby Yoda. Yeah, the yes. only reason why that was a good go-to because everybody got on the baby Yoda thing. We should do a fucking baby Taylor. That's what we should do. We should get a little. I was an ugly kid, little bald fucking little child, and just put a baby. I had Taylor. more hair as a child than I did. <laughs> as you adult. should do Taylor's face with the baby like Snapchat filter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, for the podcast. We'll Taylor, do that. Yeah, don't forget about that one. So okay. that one. The, next up, <laughs> next on the list, we got uh, Caitlyn Jenner. I saw this on Yahoo News. Says she felt pressured to get nude on a UK reality show a couple months ago. Nobody wants by to. who? No, Bitch, nobody. by who? That nobody, was, nobody. That was all your pressure, chicks, because they wanted to see a dick. 
That's yeah, it. No, Nobody... she didn't have it. She cut it off, I thought. No, Caitlyn didn't cut it off. She can go back. She can go back to the Olympian. Wait, I know man. her as. Back in the dime. <laughs> Who's pre- who who pressured her? You look. Nobody pressure. You gotta get Nate. You got you just saw J Lo and Shakira. Here's the worst part. She, she has four gold medals. There's she's Here's the she's, other part. She's proven she could deal with pressure. Listen, oh, yeah. like, the worst part well, about that she's those represented titties, a country. Her <laughs> like, titties probably look amazing too. Like those are probably the nicest titties you could buy because uh, there's just so rich. Tiny and little nipples, probably. If you just saw like nice. perfect titties, but if you went anywhere this way. And anywhere that way, wrinkles. And, I, and I really feel like this loss got to you, or you have the coronavirus that you've actually tried to make her look attractive. I don't want to talk with Super Bowl. Yeah, like it's <laughs> like you really like you're like if you look no past, no, if you look we're past at, Adam's apple Alex and the dick. Uh, you know, like Caitlyn would get it. Like no, Caitlyn would never get it. <laughs> uh, I've only seen three transgender <laughs> porns. I'll never really watch. Trying to make it sound cool. Like, I mean, yeah, she used to be a man. Am I the only person like I can't wait? I to respect the really Olympians. Really, I feel country. like you were fighting for Caitlyn. Like if you look past. It. Everything else, like you know, Caitlyn's attractive. No, it's... no, no. I mean, the voice, okay. the voice is too much. All that's too much. I'm just saying. Unfortunately, those are a great pair of man-made wait, titties. I'm waiting, for you to say, I'm waiting for you to say she looks better than Chris Jenner. Oh, no, I actually like Chris Jenner. I, I think Chris Jenner's kind of beat, but well, she yeah. is, but still, at least yeah. she has a vagina. Like I saw, that's how she wins every single I saw time. A picture. Like, that's all it takes. It's like, at least she has a vagina, and she's breathing. You know what I mean? Hole in a heartbeat, heartbeat optional. You know what right. I mean? Pete's yeah. like, all right, yo. Pete's I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I would fuck Bruce, but yo, know, Caitlyn Jenner does have a vagina, so like, I'll definitely bring her more. <laughs> um, Whatever. This rapid shit has really derailed the show. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the it, best it, part it, about the rapid. Because you, you just got to rip through it so quick yeah. there. And, like, yeah. there's no, like, we could spend more time on it, but fuck it. Last rapid Yeah, topic. I don't want people to think I really want to fuck Caitlyn. Sometimes, well, he does, but. That's that's not true. <laughs> he, he wants her pooter bomb. <laughs> oh, she man. doesn't have a vagina. She has a pooter bomb, though. She's got a pooter bomb. Or a pooter yeah, bomb but maker. There's, a, there's, a, there's a balls next to the pooter bomb. That's the problem. Oh. Well, we haven't really clearly defined what a pooter bomb is. Nobody's coming to Bobby V's right now. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. They want to hear the husky. I had joke. two people go to Bobby V's. I just lost them both. Yeah, no, no, those two people are going. <laughs> those two people are going there. Small talk chicks definitely going. Hey, is Pooter Bomb and Caitlin Fucker going to be there? Nope. <laughs> Caitlin Fucker. Uh, what, what about Taylor? He talks a lot. Is he going to be there? <laughs> the Whatever. Gen- the gen- I'm going to start calling you the generator. <laughs> Generator, oh my god! Uh, I can't. Uh, Jeez, look at one pair of fake titties. I get in all trouble. Right. All of a we sudden. can wrap it up there. I think the last one is just Florida man. We'll save it for next week. Because guess what, Florida man. Every yeah. week there'll be a Florida There's man. We do Florida, Florida man every week. The Florida hits a pod. It's not Florida. It's Alabama. It's not Alabama. It's Mississippi. Occasionally in West it's Virginia. It's just that area. Down yeah, there. fuck West Virginia. That's though. when there's it's, it's nice out. There's nothing to do except cause fucking chaos. <laughs> Imagine someone's walking through the Everglades, they step in gator shit, and they're like, "Oh fuck, I just stepped in a pooter bomb." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Darren, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah, thanks for having I me. I hope the fucking show, your uh, Bobby B's, and the you know the six other you post tonight are going to be fucking sold out every single time. We wish everybody success. We could probably make Bobby B's. I was just about yeah. to say that's the that's the funny we just had this whole like podcast about showing up and you guys don't even show up. <laughs> no, no. When we said the twenty second today, we got to show up. <laughs> the twenty second of yeah. oh, it's Saturday night too. Saturday yep. night. Yeah, we'll we make it. Definitely do it. I'm used to nice. driving the airport. I've never been. Honestly, I've never been to Bobby's, and I've I've 
I'm never going to go during a football game, TVs. so I might as well fucking. Yeah. That's actually a. It's more be a TVs good night. than like anything else in the whole. People, chairs. There's just 9,000 fucking TVs. I also, we yeah, have the family life, TVs. any excuse to get a babysitter and get out. Yeah. We're fucking taking it. So, where do people find you, Darren? Facebook, Instagram? Uh, my website, DarrenRivera.com. Okay. And that's D A R R E N. Yep. R I V E R A. Yep. Uh, DarrenRivera.com. You can find me on Facebook, Darren Rivera. Uh, Facebook page, Darren Rivera Comedian. Um, Instagram, Rice and Bean Joker. That's. <laughs> Yo, you said that so calm too. Like it's <laughs> uh, allowed to. It's uh, that's not gonna be mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I hear, see you crossing it off the fucking rapid list. You're like, can't take that. There, Stole mine, my name. Mine's rice and beans Joker too. Yeah, <laughs> mine's uh, it's a uh, rice n. So it's R I C E N B E A N Joker. Rice and bean Joker on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm never on Twitter. I should be on Twitter, but I'm not. Twitter is. Shit. Yeah, I know. I know. He's um, not on Twitter. Yeah. He's not on Twitter. I got to get better with it. Um, I am on Instagram a lot. I am on Facebook a lot. Uh, Snapchat, same thing. Rice and Bean Joker. So, yeah, I post all my shows as much as possible. I tag people. I reach out to people. Anybody reaches out to me, I reach out to them. Listen, I just appreciate you getting back and actually showing yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like That's killer. We yeah, didn't man. kill you. It was a good time. It was pretty Yeah, fun. if you come on the podcast, we won't murder you. So there's a, there's a positive selling thing. point right there. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to die. That's and like, you might get some material out of it. That's the peak. Like, we're not going to kill you. Like, Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen afterwards, but we're definitely not going to kill you. We're just looking to get two people, <laughs> Listen, two people plus to come to your he's show. He's got a weak stomach. I got a weak stomach. If I killed somebody, I just puke. And I just go to jail. I just afterwards. put on my Joe from U Hat and walk the fuck out of here. <laughs> like nobody saw anything. They don't know who I am. Nobody. I can't even go down that path. All right, uh, Darren. Thank you so much. For thank you guys. On. This is a fucking. This is a killer episode because this it went, this it is going to go up there. One easily one of the the best guests we ever had. Nice. Yeah, I'm pumped. Nice. Thanks. Hopefully brother. I'm back. And thanks you guys. Like subscribe. We now I gotta be silent.
Take me home, game over.